0: Yeah, yeah, it's Khalil. What's up? My name is Khalil, and this is episode four. No, episode five. Damn, five already. This is episode five of Yeah, It's Khalil. I want to start this episode talking about COVID. It's been just over a year. January 25th, 2020 was when Canada got its first case of COVID. There was a man who had recently traveled to Wuhan, China, Um, And he came to Toronto when he came back to Canada. And uh, what they thought was or what seemed like a flu, um, some doctors suspected and correctly so, it turned out to be COVID. So that guy was patient zero. And from there, we went on to thousands and thousands of cases, thousands of deaths and a crazy lockdown and a changed world. It changed fundamentally. Like, I don't know if we'll... I don't know if we fully understand the the impact that the pandemic will have on history. Um, I think it's easy to see, obviously, the impact that it has in the present day. But I think this is going to affect us for a long time. And maybe not directly. You know, we'll, eventually our economy will bounce back. We'll go back to work. Um, we'll begin social gatherings again, and we'll resume life as normal, but I think it's going to leave an imprint. There, there are going to be some some vestigial effects of, of COVID. And um, like, I don't know if people are going to, are people going to go back to handshakes? I don't know about that. That's going to be weird. And, you know, companies are going to allow people to work at home. I've already seen, I think Spotify said that they'll allow every employee the decision to work either in the office at home or a combination of the two so you can already see how it's impacting the future of work of of companies operations and i think it's going to start well it's already started a trend companies are realizing that they can save money having either having their employees work at home or having less employees and focusing more on E-commerce, focusing more on online services, yeah, it's just not, it's really not necessary to have so many people in a physical location, not to mention it's, at this point in time, it's quite dangerous. I think it's definitely going to affect the way that people interact, uh, at least in groups, maybe not personally, one-on-one, maybe not in small groups, but I think in large groups, it's going to leave, for a while at least, It's going to have some kind of a, you know, it's going to be in the back of your mind. I feel like it's going to be weird to be at a club. Even even in a year or two years, like even when COVID's done, it's gone, or at least it's no longer really an issue, any more of an issue than, say, the flu. I think it's still going to be weird being in a huge group of people, no masks on. Like it's going to feel like we're exposed, I think. And that's going to take some getting used to. But with a little bit of alcohol, I think people will get over that really quick. That's the thing. I don't think people are gonna be safe. like like if people are in a club and they got a little bit of liquor in them, no one's gonna they're p- gonna take off masks, you're gonna be rubbing up on each other, gonna be yelling in each other's faces like that's not gonna, no one's gonna behave like there's a pandemic when they're drunk. And I've seen this already. I've seen this even at the height of the pandemic. This was happening. So when this shit is over, I don't think anyone really is going to treat it. In those contexts, I don't think anyone's going to treat it like anything even happened. That's looking towards the future. Uh, but what I what I really wanted to do was focus on the past. Focus on on this last year. Because this has been a crazy, crazy year. And we all know that. That doesn't really need to be said. But But what I feel I can say is just share my personal thoughts. So so this year was, personally, it was it was tough for me. But every time I complain, I have to show gratitude. Every time I complain about my situation, about my struggles, about my mental state during this pandemic, I try to remind myself. Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I don't do this every time. But I try to remind myself, how many people have it worse than me? How many people with, let's say, huge families in in one house? You know, they, they got to worry. There's a bunch of people coming and going. There's people of all different ages, young family members, old family members, that they could get sick. You know, there are people that are unemployed. People that either have been laid off or self-employed. People that haven't been able to find work or even haven't been allowed to work. Like, the government's actually telling them, you can't work. Like, for barbers, musicians, um, uh, tattoo artists, like, these people just, they literally can't work. And that must be tough. And people in other countries, there's, you know, we live in Canada. I'm, I'm I'm extremely fortunate to live in Canada, to have the healthcare system we have, to have the social support, the financial support from the government that we have, a lot of people in a lot of countries don't have this. And there are a lot of countries with, you know, they already had high employment and they already had health issues and they already had, I don't know, corrupt government or inefficient, like super inefficient government or or a lot of social problems. And this pandemic just compounded those. So once again, every time I complain... I, I really just try to remind myself of that, and to remind myself that I had a job throughout this whole thing, and even if I didn't, or even when I was laid off, because I, I was laid off for a time, the government was there. And I really feel bad for small businesses, and not I'm not even talking about just the ones that have been put out of business, That's that's tragic the ones that could no longer keep the lights on, couldn't afford to pay their employees, couldn't afford to pay their rent even, but also the ones that just fundamentally aren't the same. Like I was walking down the street, a pretty busy street, and I was looking into this restaurant, and I was just thinking how how much they feel to have their business, their baby that they've nurtured, that they've built. You know, although they're fortunate to still have their business, it must be tough to... To have it only operating as as a takeout restaurant, as a fast food restaurant, to not be able to interact with all these customers, with all these, I'm sure they have relationships with regulars, and that must be tough. That must be tough. I I don't I wouldn't wish that upon myself, obviously. Nor would I wish that upon well, maybe on my, maybe on my enemy. <laughs> I might wish that upon my enemy. It's been tough on all of us, but. On on some people, it hasn't been tough. On are the uh, the big box stores, the huge corporations. They've been making crazy money, like these uh, big e commerce giants, Amazon. Uh, man, there's there's plenty. They're making crazy money, just shipping everything. Like profits increased. Um, and and it's funny because it's actually a lot of these big stores that I see, not really complying with restrictions. Like they're they're filling up. Well, back in the summer, I guess, summer in the fall, just before everything locked down again, they'd be, they'd be packed with people. And I mean, you got small businesses shut down while these big, uh, big box stores are just packed, uh, not following guidelines, not two meters apart, people letting people in without masks. Like it's just ridiculous. So it's going to be interesting now that Canada is starting to open. Uh, I'm wondering how it's going to go. Cause uh, I've been seeing some articles saying that if we don't do it properly, they're saying the new mutated strains are going to overtake the regular strain, and that is just going to get worse if we don't open up slowly. And I don't know if I don't really see us opening up slowly. Like I feel like as soon as people get a little taste of freedom, it's just going to go. They're going to go off. So we might see a, we might see an increase in cases. But I get. What do I know? I don't know anything. I just can't wait to travel. I'm really just, that's that's the biggest thing for me. I just cannot wait to travel. And I know it's going to be a while before I can go internationally. Like, I think the the border's closed until like April. So it's going to be a while, but I'm, I'm definitely down to do some domestic traveling. And, you know, I got to do it carefully. I'm not saying I'm going to do it right away. Um, and I hope that not everybody does because that's the thing. Once we get a little taste of freedom, people are going to go crazy. And I think there's going to be, personally, I think there's going to be a boom right after this whole pandemic thing, whether it's when these restrictions ease or later on when, when we're actually done with COVID. Yeah, I think there's going to be a boom. I think everyone's just going to just want to get rid of all this pent up frustration and they're just going to, like the the all-inclusive resorts are going to be packed, I think. Unless they introduce some kind of um, regulation or they just limit the amount of people. I, I think it's going to be crazy because people just don't give a fuck. I think during this pandemic, a lot of people realized that a lot of things are finite and everything is fragile. And that if you're not in control of your finances, you're in a really precarious situation should some shit go wrong. A lot of people, like I said, were out of work. A lot of people were just, you know, had their income slashed or were reliant on the government. And that's a bad position. I don't think anybody wants to be in that position. So I know a lot of people personally that have started side hustles and are trying to figure out some other other income streams, myself included. And I think that I don't know if these people wouldn't have, have done it, and like myself included. I don't know if we wouldn't have done it. Well, I'd, actually, I, I don't think I wouldn't have done it had it not been for the pandemic. That was kind of a weird way to word that. But I think that the pandemic definitely encouraged people who are a little more entrepreneurial or industrious or. They just have a, a marketable skill. It, it definitely encouraged them, and that's mostly because, well, either because they were really hurting for money, or because they just had hella extra time. So I think those are those are some of the those are some positives that have come out of a really terrible time, and that's how I like to think of this. Like I said. I like to show gratitude every time I complain. So every time I I talk about the negative aspects of the pandemic, the negative outcomes, I like to end with a little bit of positivity. Keep that positivity fresh in your mind and accessible because this next segment is not so positive. It ties into COVID and it's relevant and it's important and it's just starting to get a lot of mainstream attention. So I'm going to jump on the bandwagon and, and talk about it a little bit. Racism against Asians has increased during the pandemic and it's just gotten worse. So it's been going on since like right from the jump since 2020, early on 2020, like January, February, as soon as, as soon as news of the the virus came out of China, everyone was tripping. And I guess it started off as people like making comments and, and jokes and, um just making remarks but lately it's gotten a lot worse and and you know we've seen these videos coming out of like the bay area and new york of these old asian people just getting attacked for no reason and it's super fucked up and these these recent ones these recent attacks are especially horrific because it's old people like, one of them was a 94-year-old man. There's an 81-year-old man. That that one died, I think, the 81-year-old. Just getting shoved to the ground for no reason. And uh, it kind of reminds me of... There was um, this knockout game. Like, well, game. I put game in quotation marks. But that was popular. Well, wasn't popular. But that was a thing. Like, maybe five or six years ago. Maybe a little more. And... Um, There were videos of it online, too, of just these kids, and they just run up to a random stranger on the street and knock them out. And that's kind of what this reminds me of, these videos. And it's got me wondering if these attacks are really an expression of, of this belief that Asians are somehow tied to COVID. Because of the 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 random and unprovoked nature of these attacks it seems to me almost like a a meme form of of racism it's uh so it's not like they're making comments calling saying that they they brought covid or calling it kung flu they're just running up on them shoving them to the ground and not saying anything so i'm not sure if the link between that specific action and covid is real i wonder if it's some kind of maybe it's like the racist attitudes and and beliefs that Asians are related to COVID and they brought that shit to North America kind of led to something else. And now you have this other weird form of racism that has, it's like a mutated strain and it's uh, it's become like a meme because that's what it looks like to me. It looks like some kind of a meme where these teenagers are just running up on old people. It really looks like that knockout game. I'm waiting to see how this develops, whether they, they catch these people that have been doing this or if, um, you know, just to see what the what the Asian community is, is doing and what other communities are doing to to help them out. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really waiting to see how this develops. It's good to see that mainstream media is taking this seriously because I saw some stories about it last year, early last year, but really right now it's it's kind of everywhere. It's hard to escape. And it's really keeping it, they're really keeping it in your face, which is good. I don't really have anything insightful to share about this. I have nothing profound to say, but we'll see. And we will hope this situation ameliorates. Doing this podcast has been a lot of fun so far, and it's been difficult. It's been especially difficult this week. I'm in the process of moving, so everything's been crazy for me this week. It's going to be crazy for me next week, but I'm, I'm being consistent and uh I'm doing this one even though I'm exhausted. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish recording this, I'm gonna edit it and it's gonna be posted on time. So thanks to everyone who's been supporting me and who's been hitting me up with some comments or some suggestions or or just sharing sharing this on Instagram or, or with their friends. I appreciate it. And uh this has been episode five. Yeah. This has been episode five of Yeah, it's Khalil. So I'll catch y'all next week with episode six.